Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. The women's movement in the United States began in 1848. At that time, women were not allowed to vote. Husbands could imprison or beat their wives with impunity. Most occupations, including medicine and law, were closed to women. And women who did work were paid only a fraction of what men earned. We've obviously come a long way since then. Uh, although things are far from perfect, we're still talking about unequal pay and glass ceilings. The generally agreed sentiment is that every facet of life, from the battlefield to the boardroom, we should make no distinction between men and women. And so I've been surprised to discover two local businesses that are based on creating very marked distinction. Dashing Bicycle and Accessories describe themselves as New Orleans bicycle boutique powered by women, selling products aimed specifically at women. Business Insider called Dashing Bicycles one of the 50 coolest businesses in America. Marin Talkman is the owner of Dashing Bicycles. Marin, welcome down to lunch. Thank you. Now, one of the fundamental issues of the recent incarnation of the women's movement has been the issue of referring to women as women, not girls. With that in mind, I'd like to introduce you to Kelly Clavery, the co-owner of an app-based business called The Girl's Guide to New Orleans. The Girl's Guide is a new technology-based approach to navigating a city that's intended to revolutionize travel for women, first in New Orleans and later throughout the major U.S. cities. Kelly, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. Now, Marin, for any business to be successful, it's essential to know who you're marketing to. In your case, that's kind of obvious, women who ride bikes. Uh, what is not quite so obvious is the focus of what you're selling, uh, products versus service. Are you mostly selling specific bikes and accessories that are targeted at women, or is your market women who prefer doing business with other women who sell and service bikes? I would say that our bike shop is a bike shop for everyone. If you come in to get a, um, a bike repair, we're not woman only. Um, we actually um, run the spectrum of fixing kids who are five years old <laughs> to fixing um, older gentlemen who are 85 years old. Um, but generally when people come in, uh, Bikes and bike mechanics are very confusing, and oftentimes we find that um, having a woman um, at the forefront of your service helps explain uh, the mechanics, but also um, leaves room for a more comfortable environment to ask questions. One of the things I loved about reading was that you work with uh, Chop Industries, and you ma they make a like a, a handlebar bag. Yeah, that's uh, so the um, one one of the 
things that I love about owning a store is that you can work with different individuals who uh, who are creators and makers. And I like to have my store have that kind of uh, offering of locally made products, of um, products that are thoughtful um, and that also just look good and are stylish. So I partnered with Chop Industries, who are a local bag yeah, making company. Yeah, they were on the show. I'm glad you guys yeah. are doing business together. And Patty is uh, the owner is uh, very open-minded. So we collaborated on a few products, um, and the handlebar bag it's called the Trace Satchel is awesome. So shout out to those <laughs> those fine sewers who but are. But you you were a bicycle stuff. advocate even before this. You yes. were um, was it. You were in New York City trying to make biking easier, more accessible? Yeah, so um, in my former life, I was just um, an, uh, a passionate commuter. And <laughs> I, um, I found, I found uh, avenues to um, vocalize and, uh, and partner with different community members on uh, issues relating to bike safety and also infrastructure and uh, so through my time in New York City I um, I learned about bike advocacy and what that entailed and moved here and then um, quickly um, became the second staff member of the local organization Bike Easy, helped them rebrand, create campaigns and um, really uh, connect people to the idea of that they are the ambassadors of their own street. Now Kelly, I'd guess the number of women who visit New Orleans would be roughly half of the nine million tourists we get each year. Of those four and a half million women, do you know how many of them are looking for gender-specific products or activities? Did, did you start the Girl's Guide to New Orleans with hard data from market research, or did the business come from a personal frustration at not being able to find reliable or specific information on Yelp or Google? Um, actually, the, the latter, I would say. Um, my uh, business partner, Mignon, she owns um, a boutique, now actually two boutiques in the French Quarter, Sweet Pea and Tulip. And um, the process of um, my leaving a marketing job, we started rebranding the store and, and I was in the store a lot and doing a lot of um, sort of activities that draw us to the same conclusion at the same time that women are desperately seeking accurate and curated information from women on what they should be spending their hard-earned dollars for when they visit a city. And they want to know things about the best locations based off of you know age and if they're with a group of women or if they're traveling alone for a convention. So what we did to begin basically was sort of put some feelers out um, I created a, a map that we printed out, um, a basic map of the French Quarter, and had some specific pics. And very quickly, through social media, we were getting sort of desperate calls from uh, Metairie Road and Uptown and Mid-City. And they're like, where's our map? Where, why are you not picking us out? We should be on there. So. Um, what we thought would sort of just be like a fun extra at a store actually evolved very quickly into um, something that has caught on and, and sort of a desperate plea from women in other cities saying, we really do want um, consistent, accurate information without the negativity that comes with a lot of those user comment-based sites. Right. Now, so you, now <coughs> yourself, do you, uh, you, ad you allow advertisers on your app? Is that where the money yes. comes from? Yes, so we have advertising. Um, we uh, allow advertising on social media, um, but they're approved. They're companies that we want to work with. We no events that women would want to attend. Um, so yes, we're advertising-based business. That's where our um, 
income would come from. Now, before you came here, I thought of different aspects that might be important. Uh, one would might be safety. Right. Uh, so you, mm-hmm. you do some emphasis there? Yeah, we do some emphasis on, on that as well. Um, you know, that's sort of a tricky thing. Um, all major U.S. cities struggle with safety. Um, we're not going to solve all problems overnight, of course. But uh, we do try to find things. Um, and in my background, I traveled a lot uh, alone for my job because I was in technology and in school. So a lot of convention aspects. So yes, a lot of times I wouldn't leave the hotel room if I didn't really know where to go. You end up spending a lot of time right around the neighborhood. But um, if you knew that something was safe and you could get to it within a mile using Uber or something like that. So we're, we're trying to expose women to things that are easy to get to um, and that they know if they were, you know, to attend an event, this would be an event where there will be a lot of other women and you'll feel safe um, at that event. And uh, how does a business get recommended or included in the Girls Guide? You go check it out. Uh, we do check That'd it be out. The best part of this app. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, yeah, and uh, we do check it out. But we get approached by um, amazing um, companies and museums and events to actually uh, figure out how we can work together. So it's spun into something that's actually really creative, which is Mignon and I both have a background in creative type uh, ventures. So uh, what we thought would be highlighting certain businesses has now turned into well. Let's start making our own events. What is the event that we would want to go to? Let's create it ourselves. So that's the really exciting part of what we're working on right now. Now, one of the things, Kelly, is that you started this with a partner. And we uh-huh. find a lot of companies that come on the show, there are two people or maybe maybe three people starting it. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the advantage? How do you view it as how it would have been different if you were out on your own? Oh, it's a huge advantage. Mignon and I have very different approaches to things. She is a small business owner and has years of experience of being in the quarter and and knows the ins and outs of business. I'm coming from a background in education and technology, so we really do complement each other very well. So where um, I'm a a novice, she has years of experience. So um, it's a great balancing act, uh, even down to different personalities, um, (laughs) but we also uh, can, of course, always come together over a cocktail, so that's uh, not a problem. (laughs) Now, do you guys uh, know each other? Or? No, we've never. I know your, well, your you business. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Together. <laughs> I know, for sure. When you look at these tourists that are coming in, one thing I'd like to ask, uh, really could ask both of you, uh, is um, in the past, we've had basically nobody here in the summer. You know, it's been so mm-hmm. hot and all. And now people are starting to say that's not true. Are you finding it as well? Um, I would say, actually, being in the quarter some... Um, it actually is starting to get a lot busier than it has in years past. So hopefully you're seeing the same thing. Yeah, we notice just more instead of uh, our focus is not really on tourists, but right. just residents are staying um, and jobs are, are more and more jobs are, are available to people. And so they're looking to ride all summer long. And uh, so our our numbers have gone up at, at our store um, dramatically in the three years that we've been um, operating um, over the summer. You did so much for making bikes, uh, biking easier in New York. How does New Orleans compare? I mean, I think probably 10 years ago it wasn't very bike friendly. Is it getting better? I believe it's getting better every day, and that's mainly through the power of people. Um, I think the more people approach cycling, um, either for commuting or for a weekend ride or afternoon just to get to a lovely restaurant, um, that's what makes cycling better. Infrastructure can only help and I think that in New Orleans, the increase of cycling is really um, is really dramatically helping the cause for more and better infrastructure. Also, I, I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You were, 
uh, I might look at it as they build infrastructure and you get more bike bicyclists, and you're saying more bicyclists kind of force the infrastructure. Yeah, I think that it's amazing to see people um, gain confidence in their ability to um, use a bicycle as a, as a freeing form of transportation. And so then your eyes are more aware of that experience, and that's really what is um, advocacy, is that click moment where you realize, I care about not only my safety, but how everybody is treating each other. And I think, I think that we can A, do better, or B, it could change a little bit, or I could be involved. And that's what I care about, is that, that aha moment that you can have just by being on the seat of a bicycle, well, to care about how your city works. Which one of you is going to create the app that points out where the potholes are? <laughs> There's, <laughs> There's already <laughs> pothole poetry, which uh, oh, yeah. big, big class is doing, and <laughs> that is phenomenal. So, <laughs> uh, so if you want to go check out some potholes, that um, would be great, and then put together a haiku, yeah, and then I'm yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. This is a <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's, it's the time to do the checklist. This is a part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a quick question that you probably, oh, you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. I'll start with Kelly. Uh, what were your career plans when you were in college? Um, I started out, I went to the University of Alabama, and I started out as um, a cultural anthropologist major along with uh, music, and then it eventually evolved into religious studies. But I knew what I was really passionate about was learning um, the way the cultures function and then helping people understand that and translate it again. So in a weird way, like, I think about this sometimes, in a weird way, this is kind of what we're doing now. We're trying to translate what New Orleans means to us and then pre present the culture in a very positive way that can be shared amongst um, our other female ladies. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that was my female I didn't ladies. know if that segue was going to work, but it really it, did. Yeah. There was um I can, I can do that. I was a teacher, see? Yeah. Absolutely. You're a teacher. I can make anything make sense. You're a teacher yeah. and you're drinking martinis. Those are the two go. keys to that part. It's summer now. <laughs> <laughs> Marin, is there anything in the global economy or the big picture um, politically that touches your business? I would say in terms of the basics of when someone's interested in a bicycle, they want to know where that bicycle came from and they want to know how that affects their purchases. So Same kind of person, I would think. Good person. Yeah, yeah, so someone who's more um, politically focused. I, I see the bicycle as this um, world economy uh, force. Um, a, around the world, people ride bikes. Predominantly in Asian countries, you'll see oh, only yeah. bicycles or, or small um, motorbikes. Uh, and in America, how the wave is just picking up, the economy that um, affects you know, Taiwan, China, Indonesia, um, Italy, Germany, France, uh, Amsterdam, the, you know, the Dutch, um, Canada, and the US, it's amazing how the bicycle brings all of these world economies together to have a low carbon footprint and to generally improve people's health. And so for me, I think there's a large political force in every pedal stroke that you make that one connects to a larger global economy and also affects your own economy and environment every day here in New Orleans. And I find that mind blowing and, uh, and also just I'm very passionate when I talk to people about is this your first bicycle or is it like 
you know, are you getting you a divorce from your earlier bicycle? Yeah, is this your first bike since childhood? And the wow factor of how you're impacting the world just by riding a bike. And then the idea that people want to live in the city now, I think, would be urbanism. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Being connected to everything that's close to you and how you get around to doing that safely, but also in a way that is stress stress-free. So those two factors play into um, better biking um, and better uh, city planning and um, businesses offering more for people that walk, take take the bus or bike. Um, so it's, it's really an impact that um, just by seeing someone ride down the street, you can see how they're impacting every single piece of their daily life and also the businesses, the streets, and the people around them. It's really interconnecting. Let's do a round of one quick question. Uh, these are questions that have come in from listeners over the past week. I'm going to ask you one each. Uh, Marin, this is a question about moms, kids, and bikes from Claire O'Leary. Uh, Claire asks, what's the safest way to take my three-year-old with me on a bike? Would you put your own kid in one of those tow-behind wagon things? <laughs> I get this question daily. Um, parents really want to figure out a way to get to where they want to go, either dropping their kid off to school or to a festival or to grocery shop um, efficiently so the kid isn't like five blocks behind biking, but also <laughs> safely so traffic can see your kid. Um, and we offer all the options, trailers, um, ride, ride alongs up front and bike, um, baby bike seats in the back. and. I, I have my favorite brands, but I say it's all about confidence building as a family and choosing, choosing a product that works for how you guys and how you guys like to ride and where you guys are riding. Now you so mentioned as planning. a family, so I was thinking the confidence of the rider knowing the kid's okay, but mm -hmm. is there another aspect the kid gains confidence? Yeah, having, having practice rides with your children, I think. Uh, and practicing on a variety of different styles of, of ride-along uh, trailers or baby seats is the way to do it because you won't know within the first ride or so how your kid's going to react. Um, most of the time, you, wanna, you just want to be aware if your kid feels safe, if your kid is alert. Um, if he shows up in the rearview mirror, yeah, that would be a... Yeah, if they're trying to uh, twist behind their little seatbelts, because that's <laughs> often what they're trying to do. So I would say um, get your hands on a variety of options. Bike shops will always have um, options to show you and, um, and ask as many questions as possible. But everybody's different, um, and I think they're... All options are safe, but it works for you is what you're looking for. I think Claire got a good answer there. Now, Kelly, here's a question for you from Kat Charisse. Uh, Kat says, Girls Guide is a great idea for locals as well as tourists, but tourists want stuff in the quarter. Locals want to stay out of the quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, tourists are less concerned with price. How do you balance that, or do you think it's a... An, it's an app for tourists only. I think it's actually a great question. That's something that um, we initially started with much more of that tourist mindset. We thought that's what, where we were going to be headed. Um, and it's actually something that we, even with our events calendar, have started to deal with. And um, as we develop more, we do see sort of a benefit of having sort of um, a local 
selection and then it'll be by neighborhood it'll be more by price point and then having more of a tourist um, application because like you said when you go on vacation you're much more willing to maybe spend a little bit more on a lunch on a Tuesday than you would um, as your average uh, mom of three who really just wants to get a happy hour drink somewhere that she can drive or maybe bike you know you're you're not (laughs) you're not paying for this lunch you know that it's okay I just want to brought the Tuesday thing up I got all concerned wink wink Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah that is actually a fantastic question it's something that again we didn't originally uh, foresee but it has evolved to there is sort of um, where everyone is invited to do either or um, but for sure in our even in our event planning uh, we want all locals to know um, and that's where we're starting to do more events even at hotels so where maybe a tourist might happen upon an event so um, that's a that's a challenge we have and an opportunity I would say well, great Marin Talkman uh, Kelly Clavery For any business to be successful, you need to know who your target market is. In both your cases, uh, you're clearly targeting 50% of the population inside a specific demographic, bike riders and tourists. What might at first glance seem like a cute idea or even a gimmick turns out to be smart business. Congratulations to you both for having the insight to figure out these markets and the courage to launch your respective enterprises. We wish you continued success and look forward to keeping up with you. Thanks, both of you, for taking the time to join me on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Marin Tockman. She's the owner of Dashing Bicycles and Accessories, and Kelly Clavery, the co-owner of Girl's Guide to New Orleans. You can find out more about Marin's bikes and Kelly's app by following the links on our websites, itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Matthew Ellefson. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music, including his latest record, Puzzle, is at mitchellforeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and come on, I know you're curious, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from... Thank you.